Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Jillian Moss-Backman, and this is Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. Many of you noticed that last week I took a short hiatus, a break between the end of one series that I ended and in between starting another series. And I really did that because I wanted to focus in on the discussion and loss of Whitney Houston. You know, one of the things that I'm learning as I go, and you can tell that I'm learning as we go, obviously, and the more that I transition from traditional FM radio where I'm used to having everything structured and doing things with a group, the more I'm uncovering the added bonuses that I'm finding from Internet radio. You know, it's taken me a little while, and I'm working through the things that I need to work through the last couple months and weeks. I'm sorry, it's been maybe two weeks, two months, excuse me. And if you've noticed and been hanging around long enough, you've realized that I keep tweaking and monkeying around with the format because I'm not sure quite how I want it all to go yet. Um, I'm always talking about my friends, and I'm always asking my friends for feedback. And one of my friends who's also an avid listener and has been for a long time for my show, she said something that really teed in with me for what I'm trying to achieve through my show, which is she said it sounded like we were just sitting around a table and having a conversation together. And I told her that's exactly what I wanted it to sound like. I don't want it to sound like I'm preaching or teaching or even just trying to tell you how to live your life. I wanted it more as a topical discussion that we could work with and grow together. So I have and always will have placed those time-scheduled topics, the series that we'll always have, and I'll always have corresponding lessons. And that's, I really thought that was the blueprint that I was going to follow through with because that's what I had done with before. But when the Whitney Houston incident came up and happened, I really had to change things all up and add a different show outside the normal series that I usually do. These kind of series add so much value to the lessons at hand 
And on top of it, I thought it was a superb teaching tool for future lessons as we go along. And when I was thinking about this and the Whitney Houston thing from last week, it really reminded me one of my favorite books that I'm currently reading right now. I'm not sure if any of you have read it. It's pretty popular. The name of the book is The Swerve by Stephen Greenblatt. In his book, he references to a poem, and the name of the poem is On the Nature of Things, and it was written by an ancient philosopher, Lucretius. Now, he's pretty famous, but if you haven't heard of him, he's a philosopher, I think it's like 43 B.C. or something like that. Anyway, in the book, he talks about how this philosopher believes that life goes through different flows, like we had been talking about before. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, into not modern terms, and I don't necessarily adhere to everything he's talking about in the book, but I certainly can understand what he's talking about when he says this natural flow that we go through. And for purposes of today, I think he's talking about that energy and how it all flows through us. And then when the Whitney Houston thing came up, I thought it added great value to the series of what we were talking about. In this book, he talks about wakening oneself out of complacency and into continuous movement. And he doesn't talk about changing everything at once. He talks about examining pieces of the process. And in this case, I'm adding that to my radio show. Let's figure out how together we can serve through the radio show and all of us growing forward together. Now, I'm going to continue to tweak the unsettled parts that don't quite fit with the radio flow yet because I'm not sure what that is. I can only tell you two facts that I know. I'll keep on doing the topical series because I think that's an important part that adds integrity to the show. And I'm always going to present new and improved lessons as I get them in meditation and I get them through my clients with those follow-up e-books. So the rest of my show is up for debate. <laughs> Oh, now, don't don't can the whole thing for me. Just know that there's parts that are good and parts we're going to work on. I love the idea of spontaneous topical discussions like last week. It really helps to break down the intensity of the series and really keeps us all plugged into what's happening around us. It sparks that interactive exchanges long after the program is recorded, which is lovely. And I hope that you do, like my friends and my listener, we had this long discussion of the whole Whitney problem and the whole topics that we've been discussing. And that is why I started the whole program from the very beginning. And in the future, I think I am going to try to hopefully host an entire program on the importance of spontaneity. I think we've lost that a little bit in our lives because everything's so planned out. Yesterday, I was in the checkout line at my local store with my daughter. And she picked up one of those tabloid papers with the picture of Whitney Houston on the cover. 
Now, mind you, this was not a normal picture. It was actually a picture of her lying dead in the casket. My daughter turned around, and she had this article in this journalistic magazine in her hand, and she held it up, and she had such a perplexed look on her face. Well, we know each other very well, and it really caught me off guard. Like most of us, we have a pretty good handle on able to read their facial expressions. And then internalizing that and able to regurgitate and figure out what to need instantly to make them feel better about the situation and hopefully add value to the process. I got to tell you, this time I was at a loss. Her facial expression was a cross between an adult questioning the value of the magazine article and a child's reaction to seeing a picture of a dead person in a casket. You know, I've always encouraged my kids to ask questions all the time. It's something that I've fostered in them since they were little tiny tots. I told them never to be afraid to ask me whatever came up in their minds. And in return, I promised to them that I would answer to the best of my abilities as truthful as I could an answer that would satisfy their question. I got to tell you, as a confession from one parent to another out there, I was really sweating this one. I didn't have an answer. I braced myself against the checkout booth, and I really sincerely kind of put my head down and I'm racking my brain to figure out how I could calmly tell this young lady that was looking for direction for me a logical answer to the absurd and sick gesture on someone's part to capture a private and privileged moment on film for profit. It wasn't one of my prouder parental moments because I really didn't know what to say to her. So I simply said back to her, what do you think it means? What what do you feel it's about? And she's such a wise young woman. I listen to her all the time. And I'm every once in a while turning the tables on my children and asking them for answers. Listen, I learned a long time ago that some of my best lessons that I've learned have come through the words and the eyes of my own children. And I think that's great value. Well, she honestly shared her thoughts and did a beautiful job, I have to admit, at articulating her feelings and how she felt about the whole process of this being in the magazine. I was so stunned by what, what was going on And I was overtaken by the surreal picture myself. I actually missed most of what she answered back to me because my mind kept indexing back to the show I did last week on the spiritual insights and the loss of Whitney Houston. If you didn't listen to it or if you did listen to it, the gist of that whole show was dedicated to her spirit and religious work that she loves so much. 
And this photo was so far from the reality that she lived. Now, of course, there were dark moments in her life and things, the dark moments eventually took over her life. But I was really having trouble finding the spiritual and soul work in this journalistic article. There's not much from a traditional vein that I could have added value to the conversation that I was having with my daughter. But there had to be something inside all of those reported kind of events on these articles in these newspapers that we can glean from this poor portrayal of the media coverage. I am really at a loss here. And so I'm throwing the question out to you, my listeners. Help me here. If you can find some spiritual or soulful spin in a circumstance like this, and, you know, this is, she's just a high-profile one. When I work with the Time's Up group, I see things and images like this all the time. And, of course, I don't consider this the normal media outlets. And the reality is that we have the right to read and partake any kind of the sensational journalism that we want. They have the right to report it as they see it, and we have the right to read it as we see it. But I really would like to know what you think about this, because I don't know what to say about it anymore. And, you know, it seems like this media coverage used to be on the fringes of inappropriateness, but it seems like this kind of journalism is moving towards the center of this bell curve. And they have a huge audience that like reading this kind of stuff. I know I covered it several weeks ago with the show with Dr. Phil, but what I've learned in my life if it comes back a second or third time directly in my face like it did with my daughter at the checkout stand, it's a sign from the universe that I need to revisit this topic and go at it again. So I need your help. If you could email me some of your spiritual or soul, soulful thoughts on this whole thing with the journalism that I've been talking about, I would love to hear what you have to say to me. You can write me at Jillian at JillianMossBackman.com, J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-A-N.com. If they're really good, I may be able to read your response on air in the coming weeks if it's okay with you. The only request I have, as usual, is keep it clean and keep it reasonable. Signally, we have some power, but collectively, we may have the power to change the world. So please, if you feel so inclined, I would love to hear from you. And you can go to my website, and there's a link into the email as well. How difficult it really must have been for Whitney Houston to be stuck between those worlds. You know, although spiritual and religious affirmations can supply a person with answers and concrete structure, 
and even give a life preserver for so many of those people trapped in the lost zone. You know, part of the issue that she didn't learn was claiming to be saved is only part of this truthful answer. You still have to do the hard work to stay on the even keel of goodness and work that needs to be done to make a better person. I really believe that Whitney Houston lost sight of this revelation, and she gave up the fight and let it go. After this short break, I want to talk about our and introduce our next topical series, which is Power in the Quiet Moment. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. Before the break, we were talking about the Whitney Houston event and the passing of her sad life from this world to the next. I'm going to close the door on Whitney right now, but I make no guarantees. I don't know when it will creep back into the future shows that I have. It's just a warning because if more comes out of this, you know that I'm going to have to pop back onto that. Let's move on to our next topic and adventure for the next four weeks, power in the quiet moments. You know, I'm not really reporting anything new when I say we've become a society of workaholics. Some of us are even living on the brink of neurotic breakdowns all the time. We've even gotten to the point of viewing others who take advantage of leisure or downtime as lazy and that they really don't want to work too hard. And they're less productive as the rest of us. I'm sure each one of you can attest to this fact in your own life with some of the people around you. 
But if you're one of those people who need verification through hardcore numbers, here's a few statistics to nibble on and satisfy that analytical mind of yours, which I have to admit is a little piece of me myself. 34% of all Americans do not take their yearly vacation days. That's crazy, 34%. And those of you who do manage to escape on these vacation days, according to statistics gathered in 2009, 30% of you find yourselves unable to fully relax and enjoy the downtime you've earned because your mindset is constantly on overachieving. I have to admit, I fall in this last category. For years, I really had trouble taking downtime, A, and B, enjoying the downtime I had. You know, we're one of the few countries that work harder and have longer working hours than our counterparts across the world. How did we get to this status and it's quite obvious that we're there on overload now. Now, I want to compliment ourselves on being completely committed to working and striving towards higher goals for ourselves and our families all the time. But the question begs to be asked, have we given up to a certain extent a lack of our own personal wellness to achieve such high stakes of unstable rankings for our family life and our own personal sanity to enjoy the finer things that we've created. Now, if you've been paying attention, happily I can report that this pendulum is swinging back the other way. We're finally reaching to a point now where we're able to sort through all the mind, the body, and soul through modalities like yoga, tai chi, reiki, energy balance. All these kind of different modalities are helping us to find some kind of balance between success and keeping even keel. Whether we like it or not, each and every single person needs to have what I call time separation from our daily routine. We have to do this to keep our balance in place. If we don't, this is when unhealthy wellness begins to creep in behind us and sometimes take over our lives. I know every time I bring up this situation or even the thought that time has to be taken to achieve this kind of balance, people immediately shut down. And the first response I always get is, I don't have any more time to give to something else in my schedule. And my response will always be, you cannot afford not to give time to separate and regenerate. In this next series, I want to talk about how to separate and regenerate. There's three specific areas that need to be covered. In normal circumstances, 
we would all be doing this on a regular basis. But the challenge is we have to look at our destructive habits to begin with. And one of the destructive habits that we all have in place, whether you like it or not, is this nonsensical mind chatter that we all battle within our heads. Listen, this has nothing to do with confidence or self-assuredness. This mind chatter has something to do with all the ridiculous stimuli that we attach ourselves, our minds, our bodies, and to a certain extent, our souls. From the moment we wake up in the morning to the moment we hit the bed at night, it's crazy. I want to talk about how we can start training ourselves to shed the insignificant and useless debris that we encounter on an everyday basis. Now, many of you may not believe me, and many of you say, oh, I already did that. I know how to do that. I've got it all under control. But the reality is the more technology we get, the more refined we get as human beings, the more that we add complexities to our lives each and every day with everything between the webcam and emails and traveling and conversations and everything we do is like layers and layers upon layers of insignificant debris that lays tracks down on our brain, basically. So what is working for you today and the modalities that you're using today are great. But as we grow into the future, we're not going to stop growing. Technology's not going to stop. The world's not going to continue to grow. Businesses keep evolving. This is what happens. When you think about it, you have to be in constant change. But there are certain rules and significant things that you can lay down that will help construct a permanent human filter to eliminate a lot of this background clutter. Think of it this way. When you turn on your email accounts, don't you automatically have a filter and a spam collector, so to speak, that takes away all the debris for you. It automatically takes all those viruses and things like that that are not good for your computer away immediately. That is what I'm talking about. How many of you have your own human filter that can collect all the spam in the world that you're that you are come encounter with every day of your life. This is what I want to talk about. Because what it's doing is it's cutting down our peak performance and in the end it plays havoc on our mental wellness. So for lesson one, I want to create and tell you how to start designing your own sacred space 
and how to time separate from your what's going on in the outside world to the inside world. Week two, lesson two, I want to talk about the ins and outs of meditation. When I started in this industry years ago, meditation was what we would call one of those underground words. We really didn't call it that, and and in past shows I've called it getting quiet in your world. Now I can say it proudly, we're going to talk about what works best for you in the art of meditation. And in the last lesson, I want to talk about spiritual patience and the power of words they have on transforming a person's soul into purity and light. So join me the next couple weeks. Now, let me remind you, we'll start doing Lesson 1, Creating the Time Separation in Space, on Thursday of this week. And then the following week, I will be at Viva Bookstore, where we're going to be talking about the fate of bookstores in the future and get a little idea of what they're doing to keep the story alive. And in the afternoon, I will be doing conversations with Jillian from 2 to 4 p.m., and that's Viva Bookstore in San Antonio, Texas. But between now and then, I want you to remember, change doesn't have to be hard, but it is necessary for growth. See you high noon on Thursday when we'll start talking about lesson one, power in the quiet moment. <laughs>